Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be talking tangible action that you can take in order to achieve the life you thought was only achievable after retirement. Everything you want now in life, you can have it. Will it take hard work, patience, and uncomfortable growth? You bet it will, but it will be so worth it. On this show, we will be deep diving into the topics of lifestyle design, travel, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. I myself am a global citizen and world traveler who left my home country and conventional lifestyle behind for a life of adventure and following my passions. And that's exactly what I want for you. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. My name is Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and in today's episode, we are going to be sitting down with Esther Avant. Esther is a health industry veteran who has over 17 years of experience in fitness, nutrition, and wellness-related roles. She is a certified sports nutritionist, personal trainer, wellness coach, and the owner of EA Coaching, which she has grown while living and traveling all over the world with her son and active duty husband. In today's episode, we are going to be talking everything health, fitness, and specifically how you can maintain your health and your fitness and your routines while on the road as a traveler or a nomad. Esther, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to dive into the topics of health, fitness, and routine, especially while on the road. This is something that you definitely have years of experience in. So why don't we start out by you telling me a little bit more about your story, where you got started, and how you got to where you are today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in the health and exercise realm. I was in my later years of high school when I discovered working out and I loved being able to do something physical and good for myself in a way that wasn't team sports oriented because I just wasn't really athletic enough to enjoy it. I went to a small enough school that I could play even though I wasn't very good, but it just always felt like people were looking at me and I was letting them down. So I had really positive early experiences with exercise in in the gym, which I think has, you know, really helped my my adult years. But it was through that sort of positive entry point that I ended up going to college for exercise science, getting certified as a personal trainer, working as a trainer in a commercial gym, which is what kind of led me down the nutrition coaching realm when I realized that exercise was just a small piece of the bigger puzzle of overall health. And then the sort of final component was understanding the psychology of behavior change and how to actually take the science and help people apply it to their lives and you know the uniqueness of, of their lives. So that was sort of the evolution of me and my coaching philosophy. And then when I met my now husband about 12 years ago, he is in the military and I knew that having a, a career was important to me and that I didn't want to find a new gym, establish a new personal training clientele every time we got restationed somewhere. This was in sort of the early 2000s. So it felt like the internet was kind of this 
mysterious area where people seem to be making a lot of money. And I was like, well, I'm educated and qualified and smart, so why not me? And it took years to actually establish a successful business, but I stuck with it long enough that now I have. And over the course of the last several years, we had a baby. He's almost uh, four and a half now. And we have been stationed overseas now. So we went basically coast to coast, Virginia to, or I guess California to Virginia, to Hawaii, to DC, to Germany. And now we're going to be back in San Diego. So through the course of all of those moves, as well as the long opportunities we've had to travel while we've been in Europe have really kind of challenged me as a business owner and also as a fit and healthy person to establish and maintain my identity and my routines and my health while also not having, you know, kind of any of the comforts of home. Wow, that is really inspiring. And I love the fact that you mentioned in there that it took so long for you to build a business and build a business online. And thank you for mentioning that. I think that there is, especially in today's day and age, I'm not sure how it was a few years back when you first established your business, but I feel like really since COVID, there is such a I, I don't even know the right word, like just a misconception generally that you're going to start a business and it's going to take off within the first month or two and you're going to be making a bunch of money and you're going to have this passive income. And that is so not the case. I think, you know, we all kind of know in the back of our mind that's not the case, but I know from building my own business as well that it takes years to truly get off the ground and get established. And within those years, figuring out the direction that you truly want to go, you're still figuring out where you want to go and what you're going to fine tune your offer to be. So can you speak a little bit more to that aspect of things and how it's really never an overnight success? Absolutely. And this is so applicable in health and weight loss as well as building a business. We see other people's highlight reels. If you are trying to build a business and one of the things that you've done is started following business coaches or other people <clears throat> who own similar businesses to you know, inspire you and to learn from, what you're seeing is the product of their years of trials and tribulations and missteps and all the things. And most people aren't showing all of that. They're only showing the successes. Very similar with people you see who are showing these mind-blowing side-by-side -side progress photos. And they're saying, you know, this was me a year ago or five years ago or whatever. And they're not sharing. I had months where I, I didn't lose weight. In fact, I gained weight or where I just totally gave up on myself or where I was injured or it was hard or I had to, you know, all sorts of things. So I think having conversations like this and being able to be transparent and hear it from people who may be further along and who are telling you it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And if you're going through the tough times right now where you're not getting traction and you feel like you don't know what you're doing, congratulations. That is part of the process. And the people who you see who you might think are overnight successes just haven't been. They have been plugging away for days, weeks, months, years on end. And just like it's never an overnight success, I feel like there's really never a point where you feel like you've arrived or you've figured it out. And I know I used to think when I, when my business was younger, I thought having my first 10K month would feel like that arrival. 
And then I thought my first 100K year. And then, you know, looking to business mentors who were making a million dollars and thinking, surely by then. And then hearing from them, nope, same drama, same struggles. It's everything is is always evolving. When you talked about, you know, knowing your your messaging, your products, things like that. I have done so many different iterations and tweaks of what we currently offer. And every time I do, I'm so confident that it's the absolute best. And, you know, I want to shout about it from the rooftops. And then as I learn more, we work with more women, we identify different challenges and opportunities, we continue to evolve it and make it even better. So it's everything from, you know, updating your website to doing a photo shoot to, you know, creating a product that, especially if you're in like a tech-based area where everything is always changing, you come up with the absolute best tutorial or blog post or, you know, explanation of something. And then now that tech is obsolete or they've done an update and now none of the pictures match or things like that. There's just going to be ongoing maintenance, no matter what you do or how successful your business is. And I think understanding that, yes, certain things are going to get much easier and you will systematize things and have, you know, SOPs and things that like the day-to-day work will get easier. But if you want to continue growing as a business owner, you're always going to be thinking, how can I better serve my clients? And what does that mean changing about what we do or how we say it and, and things like that? Yeah, great answer. Thank you for that. And I think that is really important to keep in mind. One thing that you touched on in there, which I would love to ask you, um, and I know that this question is really not the question that is going to have the right answer to it, but how do you know when you have arrived, whether it's in your business, in your fitness and health journey, how do you know what that looks like? Oh my gosh, is that a good question? You're probably going to get an email from me when we finish recording this where I'm like, I thought of more. I have additions. But what I can what I can say right now is that I don't think there is ever a moment of arrival except for just deciding that you are that person and that you are worthy of that thing. There is never a point that I feel like with my health and fitness, I've arrived because that definition is always changing. Same thing with a business. Like, what do you mean by that? If you mean arrived in the sense of your business made a certain amount of revenue or you were able to pay yourself this much this month, okay, well then technically you arrive whenever that happens. But odds are by the time you do, you have set your sights on something different whether it's more money or a bigger impact or something completely different with your health. Maybe it's losing a certain amount of weight and then you do that and realize, oh, that doesn't address my lack of confidence or I still can't do 10 push-ups like I wanted. Maybe you do a double body weight deadlift, but you can't touch your toes. There's always going to be, you accomplish one thing and it's like whack-a-mole. There's just always going to be more stuff. So I really think if you want to feel fulfilled and successful. You just need to decide that you're somebody who is capable and worthy of accomplishing whatever it is that you desire. And then you stay committed and focused on that until you've made it your current reality. And then you celebrate that. And then you decide, okay, where is next for me? 
Wow, what an amazing answer. I literally could not have said that better. And that's why I I knew asking that question wasn't going to be a definitive answer as to, oh, you've arrived when X happens, because I completely agree with you as a business owner, as somebody who is always needing to evolve, especially with you in the fitness industry as well. I also think that there is never truly a time when you arrive, but I love the way that you eloquently put that, that you arrive at what was once your goal, and then you have another goal that you work towards. And I think that is a beautiful thing about being a business owner, being an entrepreneur of life as well, is that we're always striving for something more in the best way and always looking to improve ourselves, our business, whatever that may be. So. Thank you for that. That was an amazing answer. And I think that's, oh, that's really- great. That was a great question. Actually, if you don't mind, I want to tack one additional thing on, which is that you, it's, it's easy to move the goalpost on yourself and already move on to something different before you fully achieved the previous thing. So I think like, yes, you can, you are worthy and can accomplish whatever you want, but don't get like squirrel brain where you try to do so much that you never stay focused on one thing. And also part of growing and evolving as a person and as a business owner is to look back on what you were doing a year, two years, five years ago, and almost like cringe a little bit because you didn't know then what you knew now. So your absolute best now is not going to remain your best if you continue growing. So I think kind of a similar thing to, you know, quote unquote arriving is like getting complacent because if you've arrived, that's like at a destination. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't have anywhere to go from here because this is where I want to be. And it's like everything around you is continuing to evolve. So if you're not continuing to, then that is kind of complacency. That's where you see businesses that get left in the dust and you're like, what happened? They were, you know, the front runner. It's because they didn't continue to evolve. So I think arrival is is really more the state of mind than it is the the destination, like you were saying. Ooh, I love that. Oh my gosh. There's just within that, there's so much to think about. And especially as a business owner, um, but but even just as a person in this life, there's so much to think about in terms of you truly never have arrived and it's always going to be evolving and changing. Thank you for sharing that. So I would like to chat with you um, about how do you maintain a balance between spontaneity and routine? You definitely have a unconventional life, which I absolutely love. And I love that you have built a business throughout um, living a lifestyle that might be a little bit more stressful and more difficult to build something. Um, So what does that look like for you within your business, your balance between spontaneity and routine? This is a great transition because it has absolutely been an evolution. And I have my husband to thank for a lot of it because by nature, I am a major creature of habit. And if left to my own devices, I would just be very content with sort of a cartoon character style existence of I have the same outfit that I wear seven days a week. I eat the same food. I do the same thing at the same time. And I take comfort in that routine. And part of just being married to someone who has a very disruptive job by nature meant needing to kind of confront that aspect of myself and be like, okay, in the times that that 
that those preferences are working against me? How am I going to handle that? And then especially these last few years in Europe where we were expecting to have three years here and then it got cut short due to COVID and then the travel restrictions, we ended up having to condense as much travel as we could into like a year and a half instead of three years. So the opportunities that we did get to travel when my husband would get, you know, three or four weeks off, we would travel the whole time. And that both on a business front and just a general life routines front was very disruptive. I very much like to know where do I grocery shop and what are my workouts going to look like and just kind of all of those day-to-day comforts. So a big part of my personal growth has just been kind of being thrown into this lifestyle and of course, you know, embracing it because it has a lot of benefits, but also recognizing like, well, you can't move to different places every few years and you can't travel for a month at a time to several different countries and also try to be this creature of habit who says like, well, at home I do it this way, so I have to keep doing it this way. Um, so the routine part is is what comes more easily to me than the spontaneity. So as for the routine, what I try to do is think about what are the mainly the anchors that help my routines when I'm at home, like under under normal circumstances. So what are the things that I do each day that I feel like really help cement my identity as a fit person and as a successful business owner? Um, What are the choices that I make that I know have a cascade effect and help me make other good decisions? So for example, almost all of my mornings start with some form of movement. I used to be very rigid with, I need to go to a gym. I need to be there for this long. And now it's a lot more flexible. When we have the opportunity, I bring some dumbbells. If I don't, then I can find a gym. I can do a bodyweight workout. I can go for a walk or a run. I can find outdoor exercise areas. What's more consistent is just that I do something early in the morning. I know that setting the tone for the day with a vote for my health helps me then feel good the rest of the day, make better choices. I also know that my first meal of the day makes a big difference. So when it's an option for me, I try to make that meal. We, we mostly stay at Airbnbs. So I try to make that meal myself. And I do try to have it be relatively similar to what I eat at home. Eggs and veggies, Greek yogurt and fruit, things like that, where for the most part, those things are pretty easy to find wherever you are. And it just helps me kind of feel like I have the comforts of normalcy and then know, all right, bare minimum, I got those two things in and the rest of the day, I can just do my best given the circumstances. From a business standpoint, it's also kind of figuring out what those anchors or those big rocks are. What are the main things that I need to do each day and each week to keep the business moving forward? It's very easy as a business owner to feel like everything has equal importance and to just bury yourself under this to-do list of update this blog post, do this, do that, all this like kind of minutia where at the end of the day, is it serving your your current customers or clients? Is it helping you get new customers or clients? Like that's those are those are what matter. So at times you need to kind of strip things down to the the bare bones. And that's what I do when we travel is generally I have some notice and I can say, okay, if I have a big project, I want to finish it before we go or save it till we get back. Um, and I can, you know, get ahead a little bit and then just kind of focus on the the main 
revenue drivers while we're traveling. So that's kind of the routine piece. And then I think that really plays into spontaneity because knowing that the important things are getting done gives you the peace of mind to enjoy the spontaneity that much more. I think it's a lot more fun to have a dinner out and just kind of stop wherever looks good or wherever has a crowd or, you know, whatever happens to be open when you get hungry is a lot more fun when you're not feeling out of control about everything that's going on around you. And I think also keeping a mentality that, especially when you have sort of a nomadic lifestyle or when you travel a lot, that not everything all the time is special is really helpful. That there are just times that the reason you're eating at a restaurant is because you can't figure out how to work the kitchen stuff at your Airbnb and you're hungry and you need food. In that instance, do you need a really indulgent meal that feels like a celebration? Or would something relatively you know, easy and sort of basic get the job done? So when I think you enjoy the spontaneity more when it's... Um, when it's when your whole life isn't spontaneous, um, and then I think you know, kind of doing your, you know, this is a this is another way that routine ties into spontaneity. I think is when you build in routine, like taking a walk in your new surroundings, you can then uncover things around you that you want to learn more about and explore. So we were in uh, Bordeaux. France. And we were just walking around the city and we stumbled on a big circus tent, ended up seeing that the circus was in town, took my son to the circus for the first time. It was a really fun, spontaneous thing that we did because we're in the routine of walking to learn about our surroundings. So I think as much as they seem kind of dichotomous, they're actually, they really go well hand in hand. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Everything you're saying, I'm like nodding along like, yeah, totally, completely agree. And I like that you bring up that um, relationship between spontaneity and routine because I think, and maybe it's the same for yourself. I think a lot of people look at my lifestyle of being nomadic and probably your lifestyle of being nomadic and traveling. Um, and it all seems spontaneous. It seems like, oh, you just landed in this country and you just live out of a suitcase and you just go wherever you want and do whatever you want. But behind the scenes, I am a very type A person. I most of the time will almost always put my business before going out and exploring a new city. And I do have that set routine of my business of, okay, we need to buy groceries because we need to eat like you at our Airbnb. We like to have a kitchen there. So it is a lot more structured than I think people really see. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the highlight reel on social media these days. But I think you have to have a good relationship between both of them to truly enjoy your travels or enjoy the lifestyle that you have built out for yourself. You're absolutely right. That's so true. You know, one of one of the things that you know people see in lifestyles like like yours is kind of jet setting around like oh she's in this exotic destination it's like well you didn't see the planning that went into it you didn't see that yes i'm living out of the suitcase but i was very intentional about what went in it and you you know see me eating this breakfast with a view you didn't see me schlepping the groceries across town and you know doing that piece of it um that you know it's it's not like you're getting 
picked up and dropped off in the middle of nowhere to fend for yourself. There is a lot of planning that can go into it that makes it a lot more kind of comforting, gives you the peace of mind, and also makes then that spontaneous piece even more fun. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. And, you know, I, I completely agree that there is so much more that goes into that. So thank you for sharing your balance between your spontaneity and routine. And I think that can be a really good starting point for a lot of people who maybe are living this lifestyle or are looking to live this lifestyle. Um, you do have to know that there is always some structure behind it. It's not just kind of showing up wherever and doing whatever, um, because then I mean, I myself would probably not be the healthiest person and my business would not be well-structured or healthy as well. So there's a lot that goes into that behind the scenes. So are you able to share with us some ways that full-time or frequent travelers can create structure in their lives to support their health and their business? What can that structure look like? Kind of going off of what we last chatted about. Yeah. So one of the main things would be to look at your own anchors in your life. They may not be the same as mine, but I think for a lot of people, being intentional with your mornings is is an anchor. When we look at clients who feel successful during the week, but have a hard time on the weekends, that lack of structure is usually what it boils down to is, well, we have to wake up at a certain time because we have to do this at a certain time. And in order to do that, we have to do this other thing. So you're just sort of, sort of forced into structure that as much as we might resist it does help us be successful. So I think the number one thing is look at those things in your life just with curiosity. We're not saying you need to be rigidly attached to exactly how you do them now, but more so just like the broader strokes of, oh yeah, the mornings that I move, I generally am in a better mood or I generally make better choices that evening at dinner. Um, so that's number one, find your own anchors. I think something else that has helped me is, and again, being flexible within this, but giving myself some working hours, because I think I might've said earlier that it's easy as a business owner to just feel like the to-do list is never ending. And to just feel like if I keep telling myself, I'll get out and explore after this next thing, after this next thing you're never going to do it. The days are just going to pass you by and you're like, well, I could have been anywhere right now. Um, so to give yourself kind of some time constraints of, okay, today I'm going to work from 8 a.m. to noon and then I'm going to spend the rest of the day exploring. It's been super helpful for me to have a family who is either waiting on me or I'm going to go meet up with and to know, you know, I'm missing out on fun with them for working longer. So I'm, I'm, I'm disincentivized to go outside that time. And it also helps you. I'm, I can't remember what the, what the law is, or the principle is or whatever, but that like whatever time you allow for something is the time it'll expand to take. So if you tell yourself I have two hours to get this done, or I have eight hours to get it done, it's going to take however long. So I find that I'm often a lot more productive if I say, okay, here's the top three priorities. Here's the time I have to get them done. This is a firm goal. Then I can get them done then. Whereas if I just say like, oh, well, however long this takes, then I'll get out. Good luck. Um, so that's another one. And I think the third piece would be to practice being firm with your sort of end of day or end of week goals and priorities, but practice flexibility with exactly what that looks like. So I know I'm talking about routine and structure, but that can quickly 
work against us if we're too rigid with it. With it. So for example, if I say, you know, my work hours today are going to be from eight to noon and then my husband and son go out and they call me and say, there's this really awesome thing we want you to see, but they close at noon. Can you get here early? Then, okay, well, that's not the end of the world. I would like to do that thing. I want to have the spontaneity. Part of why I own a business is to have the flexibility to make those decisions for myself. So, okay, yeah, I'm going to adjust. I'm going to cut my hours short right now, but also I'm committed to the time I said I was going to devote to my business today. So that might mean when we get back, I finish up my work. So knowing when to, you know, kind of turn down the opportunity to do something because you're you committed to something else and knowing when, you know what, I can have the best of both worlds here. It just means being a little bit flexible. I think that's that's really been key for me and it's something I'm still learning to do, but has really made traveling be a lot more enjoyable. Yes. Oh my gosh. Again, I'm just like nodding along to everything. I can tell that our lifestyles are very similar, which I love because everything you're saying, I'm like, totally. Yep. Yep. Um, And I love the fact that you mentioned, and I am a complete believer in this, that however, whatever amount of time you set to get a task done is the amount of time it will take to do that task. And I have experienced this in so many different ways, shapes, and forms in my business. I could easily spend every single day sitting behind a computer and working easily. And I'm sure you could do the same. Any business owner could do the same. But I have to tell myself, you know, I also travel and I'm in this beautiful place in the world and I want to see X, Y, Z, or I just want to go out for a walk because I'm in somewhere different that I've never been before. And so I have to give myself that time of, okay, at two o'clock, it's time to go out and work for it to be done. Or I have two hours to get this done before our tour or whatever that looks like. And I will confidently say 100% of the time thus far, I have completed the tasks that I know need to get done. Maybe not every single task, because like you said, as a business owner, there is a revolving door of tasks, but I have completed all of those tasks that I have set to get done within that time frame. Because if I know I have two hours to do something or three or one, it will get done. So I think that that is something that is also really important as a business owner and in structuring your routine so that you can have a nice balance of that business, but then that spontaneity and that travel side as well. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny. It wasn't until literally right now that I had this realization, but I'm writing a book right now and I knew that I needed to be really firm with myself about writing blocks because it would be very easy to do literally anything else because it sounds miserable. So I put these two-hour writing blocks in my schedule just because it seemed like, I don't know, a reasonable amount of time. I didn't know anything about how long anything would take. And without fail, I've been getting one chapter done per writing block. And up until right now, I was like, what are the odds? But yeah, of course, because that's how long I've given myself and that's how long it's taken. So interesting. That's so cool. I love that. And I could only imagine writing a book would be a big and somewhat daunting task. Um, so I love that you have just by default given yourself these time frames of two hours and gotten it done within that time. I think that is amazing. Um, so I would like to chat with you about what do you 
personally do for workouts and food when you travel? What does that look like? Help inspire some of the nomads, some of the potential nomads out there for how they can continue to live a healthy lifestyle, eat healthy, work out while they are doing what they love and traveling and being on the road. Something that's really interesting is over the last few long trips we've had, I've sort of developed the belief that it's easier for me to be active and eat well when we travel, which I think just beliefs in general are so interesting because we just create them. They're just opinions. We just decide that they're true and they're we believe them for as long as, as we want. Sometimes they serve us, sometimes they don't. So there may come a point in the future where this belief stops serving me, but right now it has. And what I've realized is when we travel, we walk a ton. Sometimes we do, we often, we like to, to road trips. We often have our car, but when we travel to cities, we basically park it and leave it. We don't want to be involved with driving around. So we explore by foot and by train. It's not unusual to be getting 10 to 20,000 steps a day which I have to be very intentional about when I'm at home. And also when we are out exploring so much and when we don't have a full pantry and fridge of miscellaneous food and snacks, I just do a lot less snacking. I'm homeless with food right in front of me and I'm just more distracted by the things around me. So those two things combined, I'm, I'm more generally active and I'm doing less mindless eating. Those are two of the biggest things that help me be successful when we travel that may also be applicable to listeners as well. You just haven't thought of it. And just bringing awareness to those things can really make a difference. There's really interesting research done on housekeepers, and they told half the group that their jobs counted as exercise, and they didn't tell the other group anything. And the group who believed that they were exercising ended up having better health markers and losing more weight even though nothing else changed just because they kind of shifted their identity to, oh, my, my job is exercise. They were probably, you know, cleaning more vigorously. Maybe they made better choices in their food because they thought, oh, I already exercised. I'm healthy. So all that to say, what you think makes a big difference. Um, so just noticing small things like that have really helped me shift from, oh, I'm traveling. It's going to be really hard to I'm traveling. This can be pretty easy. So Aside from those, the biggest thing I do nutritionally is, number one, when we do go grocery shopping, I try not to bring many of like the snacky temptations into the house for the aforementioned reason that if they're not there, we won't eat them. So we stick to, you know, fruits, veggies, lean proteins, whole grains sort of things, knowing that if we stick to basics in the meals we make at home, then we have a little bit more flexibility when we do go out to eat to have something more indulgent or more, you know, local cuisine type stuff. Um, I also generally kind of condense my meals into two per day, two bigger meals per day rather than three or more snacks and things like that. I just find that if I wake up and do a workout and sort of a work block, and if I eat before I leave the Airbnb mid-morning, then I feel good throughout the afternoon. I can, you know, sightsee and explore and do activities and things without feeling like food is on the forefront of my brain. And then by the time I start getting hungry mid to late afternoon, it's time to start thinking about dinner anyway. And that leaves me a lot more wiggle room for whatever is around or whatever looks good or whatever, you know, the family is interested in. When I do 
make my own meals. Like I said, I try to stick to basics, lean proteins, lots and lots of veggies, fruit. When I go out, if it's not particularly celebratory or a restaurant that I'm like, oh, this thing looks really good. Same thing. I will, you know, Google translate the menu if I need to. I'll try to stick to a lean protein, a fish or a chicken type thing and and more veggies. Can't go wrong with those. I try to not not really eat once we finish dinner. Generally, it's not hard if we don't have a ton of stuff at the Airbnb, but I just find that if I'm doing that, it's out of habit, not out of necessity. Not really hungry. We just had dinner. So it's more just, you know, mindless or looking for something to do. So that helps. And then the workouts, when we do take our car, I will stick dumbbells in it. The inconvenience is needing to then schlep them from wherever we park to the to wherever we're staying, which at times has been very inconvenient. But I remind myself, this inconvenience is worth it to have a a means to get in workouts that are going to challenge me and help me you know, stay consistent. Then I do generally like 15, 20, maybe 30 minute strength workouts. If I don't have dumbbells, I'll do something body weight related. A lot of places we've traveled in Europe have outdoor fitness type areas where you can at least find a pull-up bar and things like that. So sometimes it's a matter of getting creative. My, my son obviously loves playgrounds. So I think when we were in Barcelona, we found some playgrounds where my husband and I would lug our dumbbells down and he would play and we would do a workout and get some funny looks, but so be it. I think that's that's a big thing to keep in mind is, so what if people look at you funny? First of all, you're in a foreign country. You don't know these people. Who cares? Second of all, you're doing something that's good for your health. And if that means working out publicly or carrying dumbbells across the city, so be it. Wow. I really love everything you said. And I really, I think I'm going to take a lot of these and put them into practice in my nomad lifestyle. But I really like what you said at the beginning about the mindset shift almost and reframing the way that you view traveling versus being at home and maybe working a nine to five or living somewhere permanently and working within your home there. And I think it is so important because once you have that mindset shift of living this lifestyle is actually healthier to me and more to my benefit than if I were to, you know, have that nine to five or to live in America and have a home or whatever that may look like for each individual person. I think it's that mindset shift that really starts to change things. And I'm sure you would probably agree as well that that's where it all starts is the mindset. And then you build on it from there. That's exactly it. And most people don't realize just how powerful our thoughts are, but they become self-fulfilling. So, you know, think about if you're gearing up for a trip, whether you're a digital nomad or just taking a you know week-long vacation, if you go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to break my streak on the Peloton app and I'm going to not have my normal foods and I'm not going to know how to read the menu and it's going to be so hard, you will find what you are looking for. So if you're telling yourself all of that, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to tell yourself, well, I already broke my streak, so why bother doing anything until I get back? I can't read the menu, so I might as well just get whatever is going to be the you know least healthy, most indulgent thing because when I get back, I'm going to start over. And if you go into it with the opposite mindset 
of this is going to be such an opportunity for me to practice being a healthy person. It's going to be easier for me to be active because I'm not sitting at my job 40 hours a week. It's going to be so fun to go to the local farmer's market and pick out fruits and veggies that maybe I've never had before, or to prepare them with my family and use that as a way to bond. Whatever you are telling yourself is likely to happen, you will find it and make it true. So when, you know, when you're thinking about your upcoming trips, really call yourself out if you have this negative spin on them and ask yourself, like, is that really true? Does it have to be that way? Just because maybe that's what's happened before doesn't mean it needs to continue to be how I treat trips going forward. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it probably in a word maybe comes down to manifestation. Like if you're going to manifest a horrible trip where you just eat unhealthily and, you know, you're like, I'll just deal with it whenever I get home, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And if you do the opposite and you do manifest, you know, I'm going to enjoy going to these farmer markets and really soaking in the local foods and the healthy foods, then that is what's going to happen. So Thank you for sharing all of that. I think these are such amazing tips for um, living this lifestyle or even like you said, just going on a vacation and very being very intentional with what that looks like for you and your lifestyle. So I have one last question for you before we close out. And it might be a little bit of a thinker, but sometimes I like to ask, what is one thing you wish you would have known earlier that you know now? And I think your answer to this is going to be really amazing. There is so much that I know now that I wish I'd known earlier. You know what? I think the number one thing is whatever it is you're stressing about or you're anxious about, whether it's with, you know, being out of routine on a short trip or if it's in your business and you feel like the whole thing's going to crumble, whatever it is you're stressing about is not as big a deal as it feels like right now. And I still need to remind myself of this because it's very easy to get caught up in that cycle of, okay, I know that other stuff wasn't, but this really is. And it's just not. I have a very distinct moment. We were in Sweden and we were staying in, this isn't really relevant, but I'm already started. So I'll finish it. Um, we were staying in like a relatively remote area. We're on like this houseboat and we were at this very big, almost like kind of a commune farm co-op type thing where people certainly go to like get off the grid and like never be seen again. And I had a couple of weeks prior had hired a, basically a sales closer, someone to conduct consults for my business. And that was at the guidance of a business coach. It ended up being a terrible fit. And I was like pulling my hair out. I would listen to the call replays and just be like, she's ruining everything. And my whole business is going to crumble. I had to I had to fire her in the parking lot of this place. And I just remember it being all consuming. I couldn't have a conversation. I was so distracted by it and just felt like this is it. Either this vacation is ruined or my business is ruined. But this is what, you know, this is this is not one of the men's. And, you know, that was like a year and a half ago. Like it literally hasn't been on my radar since. Nothing. I had a much better than expected conversation with her. And she was relieved. I went back. I was relieved. I was a lot more pleasant. My business survived. Nothing terrible happened. And that's been the case with literally everything. When your website goes down, it's going to be fine. It's going to get fixed. When you're, you know, when you have a few days of quote unquote bad eating or you gain a few pounds back on your trip, you're losing your mind, it's going to be fine. That's the biggest thing is it feels like a big deal now, but it's not going to be. And trying to keep that perspective in the moment is very helpful. 
totally completely agree. Thank you for sharing that story and really putting it into perspective. I think that is a really great message and something to always keep in mind in life in general. Things just will not crumble and you are you have to be confident in your ability to be able to work things out and that things will work out. So Esther, thank you for sharing so much today here on the podcast. Where can people find you online? Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. You can find my website. It's just my full name, Esther Avant. E-S-T-H-E-R-A-V-A-N-T dot com. You can also find me esther.avant on Instagram. And I have a podcast called Live Diet Free that you can find in all of the normal podcast places. What an insightful episode that was from Esther. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I hope that you got a lot out of this episode. I definitely know that I have quite a few new tips, tricks, and resources to try while traveling on the road, and I hope that you can say the same after today's episode. You can find Esther and all of her links below, as well as all of my links below, and if you want to connect, feel free to do so on Instagram. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time on the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast.